Welcome to Listener, a crew podcast. Today's episode features Jake Melzna. Jake is a campus team leader in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he has an awesome example of partnership to tell us about today. Enjoy the show. Jake Melzna. Now, on Workplace, it says that you live in Mankato, Minnesota. I that know that might not be the case anymore, but I need to know if you've ever heard of Little House on the Prairie, because when I saw that you lived in Mankato, my first, my connection was Laura Ingalls. Yeah, so that's like one of the only things people know Mankato for, so <laughs> I did not grow up reading or anything about Little House on the Prairie, so yeah. I was like, sure, that is where that is, but yeah, because <laughs> I think it was like the big city they went to to go shopping or something like that. Yes. Yeah, I think it was. It was either they lived in Walnut Grove and then they would go to Mankato or Sleepy Eye, which I don't think that's a real It is town. real. Yeah, Sleepy Eye oh, is Sleepy real. Oh, Sleepy Eye yeah. is, oh my yeah. gosh. It's not big, but it's real. So do you have a, was there a little house, Laura Ingalls uh, Museum? There was somewhere. I don't know. It was not in Mankato from what I know. Maybe there was and now someone's going to call me out on never okay. having gone to it in years, but... <laughs> Okay, so and before we start recording, you said that you grew up outside Eau Claire. Tell us a little bit about that, growing up there and then where you've been on staff. Yeah, so I grew up in a small town called Cadott, Wisconsin. It's about 1,300 people. Uh, decided to go to University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire because it was smaller than a lot of other universities. So I looked at Madison. Um, Madison is 40,000 students or something like that. And my graduating class was 70-some, so I thought a smaller university might be an easier starting point. So went to Eau Claire. Uh, my sophomore year is when I got involved in crew and came to know the Lord uh, at a fall retreat that crew was putting on. So uh, loved my time, got to do some mission trips, other things. And then my wife and I decided we would intern. Uh, we weren't married yet. We were engaged. Uh, loved time interning, so joined staff full-time with crew and yeah, so I've been at Iowa State and had eight years in Mankato in southern Minnesota and now nearing a year in Milwaukee. So you're in Milwaukee, and are you then working on multiple campuses there? Yeah, so my wife and I help co-lead the metro, which is, depending on how you count the campuses, 21 to 27 campuses. Um, and we're actively on, I think, seven or eight um, with other ones that were kind of pioneering and stuff like that, so... Awesome. So, Jake, you've been working with Warner Brothers and with a Christian marketing film. I must have meant firm when I wrote that. Christian marketing firm to show the film Just Mercy on campuses in your area. Why Just Mercy? Well, I'd read the book Just Mercy, man, I can't remember. It's probably four years ago now, uh, maybe less, but three to four years ago. Um, and it was really an impactful book for me. So I'm... I, I was a lit minor in college, but my guilty pleasure, pleasure is like legal dramas. And so I love books like that and also like uh, true stories. And so Just Mercy is a true story that has some um, like legal stuff built into it as well. And, um, and then at the same time was learning a lot about race, ethnicity, other things in um, this country and just processing some of my own stuff and what I had grown up believing, but kind of being exposed to some other things. And so that book was a really good starting point to just kind of 
see and hear different perspectives and um, injustices that I wouldn't normally have to think about. So I was a lit major and I read Just Mercy 2 because a lot of different crew staff were reading it and saying that they were learning a lot about justice and about the history of race relations in America. Um, And uh, after I read it, I wanted to go back to school and become an attorney. I was like, I need to, (laughs) the activist part of me was like, I need to just go get my law degree and go work with Brian Stevenson, you know? Um, Can you give us, just for listeners who haven't read the book or seen the movie, can you give a little synopsis of what the subject matter is? So yeah, like you said uh, in your story that watching the movie made you want to become uh, a lawyer. When we did one of our showings, we had booked out a theater in town, and one of our students, Michaela, turned around to my wife, Hillary, after the movie and said, I need to become a lawyer now. And I think that's kind of one of the things that this movie can do is that, yeah, it's a, it's a true story of the life of Brian Stevenson, uh, who started the Equal um, Justice Initiative, or I think that's the name of it, uh, but he's a lawyer for people on death row, and so the, this, the film is really kind of following his um, starting of that organization and the people that he would then defend, uh, finding def- being able to defend people who couldn't afford good legal Aid. And so the movie follows specifically one relationship with him and a man who was wrongfully convicted of um, a crime and then was ultimately put on death row. And so it's the relationship between these two men and how they are able to connect with one another, how they are able to um, yeah, even pursue justice in his situation and ultimately... Um, yeah, what happens throughout that story, just the different realities of what um, the justice system was like in that area, the injustice in the system, especially for people of color, and uh, yeah, just being able to um, engage that story. So the movie does a really good job of kind of tracking with uh, that relationship, as well as just sharing facts of the situation. And in my mind, yeah, without getting too preachy about it and Um, but being able to really just share it for what it is. Because a lot of times you can watch movies uh, like this, you know, I think of A Time to Kill and some of the other movies like that, and they have, um, yeah, a similar plot maybe, but they're not a true story. And so that's what's so unique about Just Mercy Mm -hmm. is it's hard to watch it and not be moved by the fact that this actually happened to a man uh, who lost years of his life to being wrongfully imprisoned. Uh, for a crime they really didn't even have any sort of um, evidence linking into. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there were a couple things that were true, but not much else. Um, So, yeah, it was just, it's really impactful. So it's kind of the the overall synopsis of the movie there. So tell us, Jake, about just the genesis of the project. How how did you get a hold of Warner Brothers? You just call them up, hey, I have this idea, or how did that happen? Yeah, so how the project started, it's funny, yeah, I did actually message Warner Brothers, like, right off the bat, I sent an email to them, and they never responded to me, because uh, why would they respond to some random guy in, um, I don't know if I was living in Mankato or Milwaukee at that time, and, uh, 
But in the meantime, we wanted to see kind of a different way of partnering with other organizations on campus, especially um, organizations that aren't Christian by nature. And so we were sitting, uh, Ted Porth and I, a staff um, member, we're sitting in a coaching time. And I said, Ted, we're, today we're just going to try to build some relationships and see if there's anybody who'd want to partner with us. So we went to the Black Student Center, and it was, yeah, a cold intro. Like, we didn't know them. They didn't know us. Uh, but we were connected to Ramona, who's one of the staff there. And she was became an advocate right off the bat for what we were trying to do. Um, and even us partnering with Black Student Union to do a showing of the film on campus. And uh, she started dreaming really big for us, which was really fun, and connected us to the sociocultural um, center on campus, who was that day, that morning, had met to start planning uh, their film series for Black History Month. So that was such a great initial connection for us, and Ramona was really the ally we needed because we were able to kind of go up to the sociocultural programming center that same day, uh, talk with um, Denise, who works there, and share kind of our vision for the movie. I think she watched the trailer and got excited as well, and uh, then they kind of connected us and Black Student Union together to be able to do um, the film. So that was one of the really exciting parts of this. And uh, then in the meantime, we talked with um, how do we even get the rights to this film? We didn't know. I have no idea how you get the rights to a film or to do anything like that. And um, so that's how we got connected to uh, Catalyst, which is a or, uh, marketing organization that works for faith-based films with companies like Warner Brothers and others. And um, yeah, even how we got connected to them was through Matt Michelotis, who's a crew staff guy who heard about the project that we were trying to do and connected us with him. Um, Matt kind of made all that stuff happen, which was great uh, because we didn't really know what we were doing. And then Catalyst kind of went off and running with connecting to Warner Brothers and doing all this other stuff. And it's kind of branched out into two separate things. One is doing showings of the film um, in theaters in, in the cities that we're in. And so that's where we did the one where I shared the story of Michaela, um, Kim Kardashian and others kind of renting out theaters and yeah, that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, it's these events on campus. And how do you get the rights for a movie that's in first run? Uh, because it you know, it was released in December, came out full release in January. So figuring that all out, Catalyst has been amazing working with us and um, ultimately, yeah, being able to see how this movie can be shown to more and more people, how crew can partner with other organizations. Catalyst has been great with that, which led to this relationship with Warner Brothers. And I'm not even sure who created the, um, there's a one week Bible study that we can do, study guide from the movie. Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx did a clip uh, for crew about the film. So there's just all this different stuff to the point where I'm not really sure who's doing what anymore. Uh, all I know is the showing is happening and kind of being able to see how that is at play. So uh, it's really exciting. Uh, really started from us just wanting to do something on our campus and it's kind of, you know, morphed into something bigger than that, and um, which has been really fun. Well, I love the, what you just said about I don't even know who's doing what at this point because we're all so many different organizations are partnering together to make this happen. And I, 
I had just, when I was just becoming aware of what you were doing, I also follow Kim Kardashian on Instagram and she posted something about it on her story. And of course, Kim, I, as far as I can tell, she's getting her law degree. She cares about these types of cases and wants to work with wrongfully accused, incarcerated people. And she, I think, is one of the people who is funding renting out these theaters for showings for um, organizations like Crew. Is that right? Yeah, Kim Kardashian was one of the key people that we know of, uh, which was really funny when we'd tell our students that, that hey, this, this theater was rented out by Kim Kardashian. And they're like, wait, what? Did How that did make them wanted? <laughs> it did, it did. They, they okay. think it's cool. There's not often we get to say stuff that our students think are cool. It's cool, but that was one of them. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was one of those realities of, um, again, where you can link arms with people who, yeah, who knows where we're at on a lot of different issues, but we do know on this issue, um, wanting to see justice, that's a biblical theme, you know, from Genesis on of people being treated fairly and equitably and, um, as image bearers of God. And so, uh, that may not be the place where everyone comes from of why they want to partner with us, but um, it allows us to link arms with people. And mm-hmm. also it just doesn't, you know, we, we told our students last night, we could have done this event by ourselves. You know, crew could have got the money together. We could have done this event, um, but it just doesn't have the long-term effect that we would want, which is building relationships with people outside of our ministry, uh, being able to help our students connect with other students on campus, um, exposing our students to different backgrounds, exposing other people to crew and what we believe. The university has been amazing. We get to make an announcement about crew at the night. We get to invite people to, we're going to do a justice and Jesus discussion group the following week about Jesus's heart for justice. And, uh, so all these different things that, you know, I think posture matters a lot. And so being able to, have a different posture than we even told them we don't need crew's name on anything as long as we can help and um they've all really given us freedom to do a lot and there's going to be a panel afterwards and they let us they're like you can pick whoever you want as a panelist and we're like really that's that's a lot of trust and then i'm like who do i pick for a panelist i've been here eight months so uh but we have some good tracks to run on on that so oh i love it i mean it actually hits two of our main crew priorities partnership and Diversity. I mean, those mm-hmm. are two of the main, like the four of the four things that Crew is focusing on. Those are two of them with, that you're hitting with this outreach and with the follow up. It's hitting on evangelism, which is mm-hmm. the third. Um, so I love it. I just feel like it's what what we're about, you know. Yeah. Um, and okay, so I know I was reading your workplace post about this, and one of the things you said is that as a team leader, you're always looking for events that are easy enough to pull off, not super expensive, and allow you to meet a lot of students. So I know you mentioned the funding. Didn't is it did the university end up funding the whole event? Yeah, so we're actually not gonna pay anything for this, which is unique. Although we did tell them, is there anything we can do? Um, because we have a budget, and so we're gonna provide popcorn and snacks, I think, for the movie. Uh, so people can have that, um, even though it's not really a popcorn-y type film. Like, it's a little more intense, not the one you sit back and lounge and um, eat a lot of popcorn. But So we're going to do that. But, yeah, the university covered that, which was incredibly gracious of them uh, to do that. 
Jake, tell us more about this discussion guide that did Warner Brothers develop the discussion guide? So yeah, the study guide was put together um, by, I'm not entirely sure if it was Warner Brothers or Catalyst or a combination between the two of them. Uh, But yeah, it's a one-week guide that they put together to talk through the movie on a from a Christian perspective. And so there's Bible passages and other things. Our heart is to use that on campus uh, to be able to do kind of a one-week study on Jesus's view on justice and kind of what the call is as followers of Jesus to engage in that idea. So, Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to track along with the schedule. You've already shown the film once off campus, but you still have an on-campus showing coming up? Yeah, we've already shown the film off campus. That was part of the Kardashian thing. Um, It was really fun. Impact and crew partnered together and uh, were able to connect. Uh, But we do have the show coming up on campus. It'll be March 4th, uh, where we're partnering with uh, Black Student Union and the Social Cultural Center on campus. Um, And that's the one we're putting the most time and effort into. We have more time to kind of prepare for it. There'll be a panel discussion just talking about justice-related issues in the Milwaukee area. Uh, The university's actually letting crew pick one of the panelists, so we're excited about that idea and kind of who who could be a part of uh, that discussion. So... So yeah, we are um, encouraged and excited and praying for that night. We just actually, uh, for the second time, kind of cast vision to our student leaders uh, and prayed for it uh, just last night uh, as an event that we can really uh, own on campus and be able to partner with groups on campus that normally um, we're not doing events with. So that's one of the things, yeah, we're really excited about. So how are you marketing it on campus besides your, your student leaders? Is it, is that through the black student center or how is it being marketed on campus? For marketing it, we're, um, we'll be using social media. A lot of that stuff students are way better at than me. So I'm assuming it's Instagram. Um, I still use Facebook students. Uh, I mean, I do have Instagram, but let's be fair. Students know more of what they're doing uh, when it comes to how to publicize it. So we're working with the university to have a marketing package. Um, They already have signs and stuff up on campus for the film. And, uh, yeah, we're just excited to do our part. A lot of it will be word of mouth, inviting friends, inviting friends who maybe wouldn't come to a normal crew meeting but would come to a showing like that to uh, even further discussion. So I think that'll be also one of the perks is just who our friends are able, able to invite. We've been doing kind of this top five outreach throughout this whole school year where our students pray for five of their friends and engage them in spiritual conversations. And just to even have something like this to invite them to could be really good. Okay, so I, you mentioned that numerous other campuses have adopted this event. Is that campuses in your area, or is this nationwide? Yeah, there's other campuses who are doing the event. Um, I don't really know who they all are. I get some emails every now and then, but Larry Stevens gets some as well, and we've connected them with Catalyst to uh, try to get a showing for the film. I know for some it's been harder. Not every university has been as easy as ours has uh, to work with, and so... Uh, we had the benefit of knowing that this is an event we wanted to do from the start. Other universities, other crew movements have tried to kind of get in on it in January or so. And so it's just been, it's a little slower process at some places. The Lord had really just placed things for us really well to make this go uh, smoothly. And so throughout the nation, there are crew movements who are looking into it, who are trying it. 
I'm hopeful that a good handful of those are able to move forward with that. Uh, but one of the actual hard parts has been that Just Mercy has done better in the theaters than maybe some people had predicted. So that's meant it stayed in the theaters longer as, as a first run. So it's just a little harder to get the rights uh, to the movie in some cases. So. Okay, well, we're really excited to see how this plays out. I'm so glad you posted about it on Workplace so I could know about it and get the scoop from you beforehand. And maybe what we can do is follow up with you after in a few months and just see how it went and kind of what some of your favorite conversations were that came out of it. Thanks for listening. This is Sam, and this month, February, is my birthday month. And here's what you can get me for a gift. You can like Listener on iTunes, you can join the Listener Conversations in the Workplace group, and email me at samantha.holland at crew.org with suggestions for who or what you'd like to hear on the next episode.